listening to From the Friars Podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, I greet you with the little greeting of St. Francis. May the Lord give you his peace. You know who I'm imitating there, right? Okay. Oh, one year. We've all had one year to pray and ponder, um, calling to mind our um, favorite memories of our dear Father Andrew. I think probably everyone here could, could come to the microphone and share some stories. What a, what a gift he was to all of us, huh? And I don't know about the convents, but in the friaries, this year has been an interesting year. I've noticed as I've uh, popped in at different friaries, I'm noticing it everywhere. It's usually in the kitchen. The three deceased founders, pictures are usually on the fridge together or maybe the sacristy or somewhere. Um, So it's been one year of praying, well, who I'm calling the three amigos. You know, and you think of that, that movie, which is hilarious. And, um, and how the three, thinking of how, how different the three of them were, huh? Father Robert and um, Father Benedict and Father Andrew. And uh, each one of them had their own unique kind of characteristics. And um, you think of patron saints, if, if you have this issue, you pray to St. Anthony, or if you have that issue, to pray to St. Therese. I've been, all year I've been wondering you know, what is it I, what should I pray to Father Robert for? What should I pray to Father Benedict for? What should I pray to Father Andrew for? What would it be? What would he be known for? And um, there's a lot of ideas that came to mind this year. You know, Father Andrew, obviously, great devotion to the rosary. I mean, the the joyful and sorrowful, luminous and glorious mysteries. He also had the restful mysteries, you know, that he prayed. He was known for resting in the Lord. Think of uh, Adam rested and Eve was taken from his side. That's the first mystery. And uh, Jesus asleep for three days in the tomb. Okay. Um, Jesus asleep in the boat. What do they call the, the sleepy mysteries? Or, um, or you think of like the seven dwarves from Snow White, right? Sleepy. Um, and uh, Father Andrew, when I was a younger brother, was also a very popular confessor amongst all of us because he had a way of kind of nodding off. So you'd be like waiting for him to nod off before you drop the... Anyways. <laughs> it's not appropriate for a homily. Okay. Um, but he was always just so, so fatherly and kind and loving, obviously. Um, and uh, I was going over all the many options for the readings today. And, you know, you want to try to pick a reading that really would be, oh, that would be perfect for this one-year anniversary of Father Andrew. And um, I think it says something that as I went through all the options, all the possibilities, it dawned upon me that pretty much all of those readings could have been used for today. I mean, he's just such a a man of God, so so holy, so... uh, any of those readings could have been appropriate. Well, what a compliment, huh? What a compliment. But um, we chose that first reading from Paul to the Romans 
We don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. That was definitely Father Andrew. He was so dedicated. He, he was so focused and dedicated on the Lord. Um, there, there is no understanding of Father Andrew apart from Jesus, his Savior. Um, and then beautifully in the gospel, the Beatitudes, all these blessed are. And uh, I was thinking, you know, which ones would be Father Robert? You know, blessed are the jovial or the hilarious, or the, um, you know, Father Benedict. But uh, there are two that really came to mind for me for Father Andrew. Blessed are the meek. He had such a gift of that meek and humble of heart of Jesus, you know, just this meekness that was there. And um, in, I think Father Andrew was an example of somebody who was meek, but he was meek in a very strong way. He was a very strong, a man of great convictions and great, but his meekness was not weakness in any way. It was very, you know, he was strong character, but uh, just the kindness and the gentleness that, that he possessed was such a, a reflection of the meek and humble heart of Jesus. And then the other one that, that comes to mind is the blessed are the clean of heart, the pure of heart. Um, Father Andrew as well, um, sometimes he would joke about it, but I think we would as well. It's, you got the feeling he may have been born at the wrong time. You know, there was something about his temperament, something about his personality, something about his purity of heart, and uh, he suffered because of that purity of heart. And he had some stories sometimes he would share um, kind of privately about sufferings that he had to go through because of his, you know, purity of heart, because of his simplicity. And, um, and it just, re you know, reminds you of people who are very sensitive and, and humble and pure. They do suffer in this world. <laughs> um, and Father Andrew is a great role model of that for us. Um, this uh, beautiful purity of heart that he had, um, boy. And I, I think that part of how that happened for him is he had a very delicate conscience. He was just very, very sensitive and delicate about just being with the Lord. And, and, and uh, boy, uh, I probably can't say more about that, but it was a beautiful witness to see and, and great a inspiration and role model for us to to, to have that delicate conscience. And um, going through Father Andrew's things, we found a couple of things here and there. And uh, something that we found was a little article that he wrote about his vocation. And I don't think it's ever, it wasn't ever published anywhere that I could find. And uh, I'm just gonna end the homily with a few quotes, giving the last word to Father Andrew himself. And um, what I'm going to read here is such a great example of his simplicity and of his humility and his, um, his just um, beautiful centered on the Lord. So th this is Father Andrew commenting on his vocation to the priesthood. I was actually an altar boy by the age of six. Learning the Latin responses at that time was certainly a challenge. I remember one day serving at the altar when the feeling came over me, I want to do what the priest is doing. 
I certainly didn't understand what the Mass was really all about, but something, we might call it the mystery and the priestly call, something came over me and it left an impression I can still remember. As I grew up in grammar school, the thought of becoming a priest slipped to the back of my mind, but in seventh and eighth grade, the thought came back to me more clearly. In my eighth grade, a priest had come to preach a mission at my parish. We were brought over to the church to hear him speak. He gave me a piece of advice that was to hasten me on my journey. He said, if you are thinking about becoming a priest, go and speak with one of the priests in your parish. I did just that. He was a newly ordained Capuchin Franciscan priest. He took me to visit a Capuchin seminary where the student brothers were studying philosophy and theology. I spent a day with them. They seemed so happy. And the impression they left me with was unmistakable. I want the happiness that they have. Wow. And then the conclusion. What Jesus did on Calvary was localized in time and space. But through the Mass, Jesus made it possible for his saving death and the power of his resurrection to be present wherever his people would be gathered. Even though every priest has to strike his breast and say, Lord, I am not worthy, what could be a greater thing to look forward to every day to say the Holy Mass? Despite my unworthiness, I still recall that feeling I felt as a young six-year-old altar boy. I want to do what the priest is doing. It is the Lord who chooses his priests, and so a priest must always remember that he carries the treasure of the priesthood of Christ in the fragile earthen vessel of his own weak humanity. Eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord. Let perpetual light shine upon him. May his soul and the souls of the faithful departed to the mercy of God rest in peace. Unofficially now, Father Andrew, pray for us. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.